Hello, and welcome to the Tea and Grumpets podcast, the localised social distancing podcast that is once international but now restricted to our own countries. I am one of your hosts, Glenn. And I'm the other one, Mike. And we have uh, a delicious, delectable selection of podcast goodies for you on this uh, global lock-in. So we hope you take the time to give this a full listen, as let's be honest, what the hell else are you doing? <laughs> so, Mike, how has your uh, lock-in been? Has it been pretty good? Yeah, overall, it's been great, aside from going to the grocery stores and fighting for our lives. But uh, the in part is really good. You know, I get to game, I get to read, I get to do my job. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really can't complain. But it's like, it's getting worse every time I have to go to the grocery stores. Just people don't use their brains. But uh, other than that, all is well. How about you? How's it going over the pond? Uh, yeah, it's okay. Um, we're doing that polite British thing of what the British do when they're told to do in the thing, and it's going, would you awfully mind doing this? And it's like, oh, okay, yes, Mr. Prime Minister. I mean, our Prime uh-huh. Minister's pretty much banished anyway, because he's, I don't know, no one knows what's going on with him. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much the same as everyone else. We're doing the British version of it, where, I mean, I imagine in New York that... If you know, if you didn't go along with the whole social distancing thing, you'd probably have your arm broken and beaten. Whereas over here, they're like, "You'll get a jolly good telling off and a thirty-pound fine." <laughs> and it's like, "Ooh!" And part yeah. of me is thinking, "So if I pay the thirty pounds, do I get to just go out?" <laughs> and you are the problem, sir. Yeah, you are the that's problem. It. It's like, hang on, does this fine allow me to go out, or is it just a fine? Uh, yeah, they've not made that quite clear. They've done that wishy-washy British way. Well, one way to find out. One way to find out. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, it is. I mean, I haven't been out in... Uh, it's coming, it feels like a month. Coming up to a month. Three weeks, oh. I think. I have not if it wasn't for food, uh, I would stay in. But if then, it wasn't for that small thing for food. You know, what have I done in that time? I've uh, started building a bar. Uh, Priorities. Uh, yeah, that's it. It's just like, oh, I'll build my own little pub. Um, wow. Yeah, pretty good. It's been nice. pretty good. I've been reading a lot, a lot of reading, a lot of. You know what? It, it, I don't know. Let's get it out of the way in the beginning. But like, I feel yes, this is a terrible thing going on. But so much good is coming out of. I don't know. Being stuck inside, like I, I've gotten to see countless wonderful concerts I would have never otherwise seen because artists are just like, well, we can't do it. So here's some great, you know, show we did, and I've been watching concerts every day, and they're like phenomenal. I so. must try this. Yeah, it's 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 a whole nother world. And like I've been going to the virtual museums. All these museums have opened up. Uh, all the national parks you can visit virtually. Like there's so much to do. So when I hear my friends go, I'm so bored. I go, man, you don't know what you are missing out on. There's so much on the internet, like educational, that I can't be bored. Every day is something new. Like I, right now, there's a live stream for one thing. In an hour, there's a silent film live stream. Like there's so much to do. So do you I don't know, know. I'm definitely not bored. <laughs> Do you know, one of my, I'm not going to say favorite things about the whole pandemic, but yeah. side effects of everyone not going out is it's just absolutely proven the global warming theory. And it's like, no, we're definitely making a massive change to the climate and yeah, the whole this... ecosystem. It's like, you know, you could not in any other way get the world to shut down and see what happens. It wouldn't happen. So this could be a blessing in disguise that this is the thing that saves our our planet and changes our ways. It's a hard reset. 
Yeah, because it's, it's like, well, research. look, this is what happens when you don't do this. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So you are right. Yeah. Uh, so could be a blessing in disguise. Um, of course. Who knows? But unprecedented we're just times. all in it together. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's it's really strange. I, I still. You know, I think like everyone, I have good days and bad days. But some days I just want to go nuts. And other days I'm like, no, no, it's solidarity, it's fine. Um, but it definitely is going to be something I don't think we're ever going to forget, ever. No, no, definitely not. Definitely but... not. I mean, it's made me have a whole new appreciation just for my health. Um, and that sounds silly, I'm sitting here drinking a glass of Malbec red wine. Um, but literally just for my own personal health I'm like I should probably look after myself better because I want to be able to outlive this thing if it gets me yeah yeah well it's it is what it is I like I don't know I, I'm a shut in so I'm fine with this you know a month has gone by and people are losing their mind I'm I could do this for another six months minimum you know yeah. like I mean, whatever it takes we all have to it's not honest, like there's a right? choice Let's be honest. I mean, I was talking to my dad about this, and he grew up in World War Two. He's that old, and I said mm. to him, you know, it's mean, it's horrible, blah blah. It's a bit of a mental stress, but at the end of the day, we're not having bombs dropped on us. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, of course. Something they've literally said: we want you to sit at home and sit on your ass and do what you normally do, but it's kind of enforced. It's like, really, it's not that bad. No, it's not. but it, what's happening out there is devastating. It's, oh, it's so. absolutely terrible absolutely terrible yeah. and everyone's going on about you know oh america wasn't ready and america this and america that but look at the size of your country listen no like, one was ready yeah no one you was know? ready no so. one was absolutely ready it's just you know you don't get ready you're not you're not ready for a pandemic and it just goes to prove that if a zombie apocalypse did happen we'd all be screwed yeah. <laughs> we That'd would be all strong. be screwed but i'm gonna move away from the state of the world and I'm going to move on to our favourite thing, that is gaming and entertainment. Um, so we do have a full lineup show tonight. We have. We're going to be talking about the Tiger King, that hmm. crazy Joe Exotic and Co. We're going to be talking about the PS5 controller, the Dual Sense. Mike's going to be reviewing Doom Eternal, and we're both going to be talking about Animal Crossing: New Horizons, a game that I would have paid money. If you'd have said, do you think Mike would ever play this game and put a bet on it? I'd have said, no way. We're going to be talking about this as well. <laughs> I'm excited to see what Mike thinks. So mm -hmm. let's kick it off with the new Netflix reality show that is Tiger King. So Mike, before Tiger King features on Netflix, what did you know about Joe Exotic? Nothing. I think maybe in the back of my memory I remember news talking about him when he was running for a governor a long time ago but nothing i didn't know anything and i you know what i'm always the last one to jump on these netflix things everyone's like oh you gotta watch it oh you got i'm like i don't care you know but and i came in with no knowledge whatsoever and i just hit play one morning and then i didn't get up for eight hours or seven hours i just watched the whole thing in one sitting and it was a it was a great ride. <laughs> like I've I've become a big fan, but we'll we'll get to that. Um, how about you? How did you hear about this thing? Literally, um, it popped up, and I, and for so, <laughs> this is the thing, right? I'll tell you how I why I started watching this. Is um, mm. I I'd, I'd heard about it, but 
I know the Tiger King as something completely different, right? It's a it's a legendary Muay Thai kickboxing champion from the seventies oh. whose Sagat from Street Fight was based on. Yeah, he was called the Tiger King, and I thought it was about him. And I was like, great! Oh, this is amazing. I love Sagat, and I've been fascinated by this guy. I want to watch this documentary. Uh, and then I read up on what it was. I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Anyway, I'll just watch it. Uh, yeah, you see, yeah, a bit annoyed it wasn't actually about <laughs> the Tiger King of Utah, but um, yeah, it, that, that's how I found it. Wow, so instead of a Sadat, you got a gay guy. Uh, <laughs> a gay Oklahoma, no, Oki. Uh, yeah, who was, uh, to be honest, he, he seems, I don't know, the most genuine in a way on that whole show, like he wasn't afraid to be himself. I don't know. Everyone I talk to hates him to death. All of my friends we've we've spoken, and he no, he's the worst person ever. And uh, yes, I agree with you. He he seems very genuine, but like again, you're you're not seeing what he's doing to these animals, like off camera and yeah. stuff. Like, and as of today in this recording, they just released a new episode which talks all about it, which touches on it. But yeah, I liked him throughout the whole thing. I'm going, I'm rooting for this guy because he's a nut job. And then as we hit like episode four and five, I go, okay. All right, probably not good to root for him anymore. I mean, but I don't know. After it's all said and done, I'm still like, that is one unique human being. And, like, I, I'm so tempted to watch it all over again because the ride was so insane. But he's a nut job. And it, it, it's just like serial killers, Glenn. Like, you're attracted to, the, to this, these people that are just insane and out of the norm. And this, I don't know why it's such a big hit now. Like during this whole thing we're going through, but it was sure as hell entertaining. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was. He he's a bizarre, larger than life figure, and um, like a lot of people say, you know, they say there there is good and bad about him. He was a very generous guy. He did that whole Thanksgiving meal eight years in a row, cooking for all those people. Um, yeah. But do you know, do you know he, he reminded me of? Oh. <laughs> you're, a big, you're a big fan of the Far Cry series, aren't you? Oh, yeah. He reminded me of Pagan Min from Far Cry 4. <laughs> Who the hell is Pagan Min? You know that Welcome to Karat, that elaborate... Oh, Yeah, God. that guy. Okay. I was like, yeah, right. do you know, I was like, do you know what? I could see you as the head of some um, country that's been overthrown and is barely being held up. Yeah. No, he, he he was a character, man. Yeah, but I think, um, I, I think in the th the th overall idea of it, he was the least harmful out of all the people. Mm -hmm. I mean, two people possibly. Yeah, he, he was a terrible person, treated his uh, employees poorly. But just look at some of the other guys, you know, and what they did, and it, it was it was a fantastic watch. And I don't know who comes out of this smelling like roses besides. I don't know. It, all the people that worked at the yeah. zoo were, were the people, the heroes, I think, you know, like for putting up with him. And all of them were asked, you know, which was a dumb question. Where does your loyalty lie to uh, the animals or him? And it's obviously the animals. They yeah, love animals. But all the people running it were just in it for the money. But Yeah, I mean, God, that Jeff Lowe guy. I, I was actually gobsmacked by his wife. Um, oh, yeah. I was like... How the hell did that happen? I actually turned to my girlfriend and was like, what the hell happened there? Like, <laughs> she was stunning. Um, yep. And like, absolutely stunning. And I'm like, why is she with him? And then she's like, what do you think? And I was like, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. 
<laughs> it's I mean, there's so many dimensions to this simple story of just an insane person. But the fact that there were so many insane people, you know. But all right, let's let's ask the real questions here. Did Carol kill her husband? Um I think to be honest with you, I think I I'm not gonna say yes she did or no she didn't. Uh, but I think what happened to Joe Exotic was he was a loser on the side of a very intense PR campaign. Um, that's what I think. And I think the guy, uh, I think he probably should have been in prison for something. I, do, I don't think he had, I don't think he had any intention of killing her. I really don't. Maybe scaring her. Um, hmm. But, again, but did Carol kill her husband? Did she Come on. kill her husband? Strangely disappeared. Um, maybe. Do you think she did? Well, I'm just going to go by logic, okay? The, w- the woman obviously wasn't very happy, and the husband wanted to relocate. She didn't want to re- relocate. She has a farm full of tigers, okay? They weren't getting along. Uh, yeah, I think she... I don't know. Yeah, why not? She had all the accessories. It's what she's surrounded with that makes the blame so easy to point to her. You know, like, yeah, of course she could do it. It's easy. She just feeds them to tigers and then buries them under the, the boiler or whatever it was. It's like, yeah. Well, yeah, but maybe that's why she didn't. I don't know, but I think she did. I mean, she just seems like a psycho, you know, like with those eyes. Hello, you uh, cool cats and kittens. Like, uh, there's something wrong up there. Um, and I'm not one to judge, but it's obvious. I mean, look at her. She, she, you know, the way she spoke about her husband, like nothing happened. And spoilers, but the day you, you have to file. I forget what it was, Glenn. Like you have to like claim the death certificate after five years of a missing person. Uh, like that's the minimum five years. Um, she went like five years in one day, like to the minute. And she's like, here. Now I can get all this stuff. Like, it just doesn't... The fact that she changed the will, the fact that she screwed over the family, the fact that she did all these terrible things. She's a terrible person. Mm. Let's get that straight. Did she kill him? Uh, Well, she sure as hell acted like it through her actions. So I believe she did. But then you look at her and you go, really? Like, how? She's... I don't know. You know... That's what makes it entertaining. Yeah, you and and I both know that um, appearances are very deceptive when it comes to people. She could be the world's biggest psychopath. We'd never know. Yeah, or she or she could be truthful, hundred percent. You just don't know. But the way that she was portrayed was definitely as a psycho. So, um, I, I think you'd have to be if you own all these uh, large cats, as they call them. But yeah, people that own tigers are generally, you know, <laughs> like the guy that Scarface was based on. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in the show. You know, and he was a psycho too. There wasn't one sane person in there, so. No, uh, what did you think about the footage of the actual um, Joe's husband killing himself? Did you think that needed that, to be in there? That was, yes. That was the most jarring part of the entire series for me. Like, I stopped. And it, so did, uh, I forget his name, Dylan or whatever his name was. He just stopped. And, like, I thought the whole screen froze. But, like, I don't know. That was so powerful. Yeah. To me, I, I was just like, oh, no, did that really happen? And, like, for me at least, I knew that was the moment that Joe was going to go downhill. 
Like, mm -hmm. there's no redemption from that. And sure enough, that's what happens. But yeah, that, that was the most powerful moment. Because, hey, that, that's a human life lost unintentionally in front of another co-worker. Like, that'll screw you up. So yeah, how about you? Did it, was it powerful? Or uh, it... Yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit shocking actually, because uh, you obviously saw the gun flash, the muzzle flash go off, and then he just sat there, like you said, he just sat there for so long, like, is he going to move, or yeah, what do I do? And, and it, it was rough. Yeah, it, well, what did you think about the mauling with the... Um, Listen, you work with tigers, you're going to get your arm ripped off, okay? Yeah. Um, but um, he, because it is a he, it's not a she. Yeah. And all my friends said it was whatever. Uh, yeah. He. Um, they identify as a man. We'll go with he. Fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, but again, he said on the, the, the latest episode, it doesn't bother him. Like, okay, whatever. Like, seems like a very strong-willed person to get your arm ripped off and make the decision in the same day to amputate and in the next three days to continue to go back to work. Like, th that sh he was in the military from what I uh, read. Like, good. That's a strong human being. That's what they should have focused on, I think. And... Uh, what they showed in the documentary was nothing, you know, like it, it, you couldn't see anything. Thankfully they blurred it out like fine, but that was not as impactful as the other thing that, that to me is expected. Mm -hmm. You work at a tiger park. Yeah. Someone's going to get messed up. Mm -hmm. What you don't expect is for someone to just shoot themselves a foot away from you, you know? No, no, you don't. Uh, and I think, I think that's why, uh, I think it's worth watching just to see this absolutely crazy lifestyle. I didn't even realise there was this whole culture around big cat ownership. I know Mike Tyson used to own a couple of white tigers. And uh, he's come out recently and said, no, he deeply regrets owning them because he was just being a dick. Mm. Um, but I didn't realise there was this whole culture around owning tigers. I think the culture is around exotic animals in general. I'll tell you a story of... I went to go get an instrument fixed um, a long time ago, and the gentleman that does it, he works out at the garage, and he, he said, come in, hang out, while you know, he was working, and he pulled a book on his wall, like out of the movies, and an entire, the whole wall slid inside to another wall, revealing a hidden room, which was filled with, I don't know, 60, 70 fish tanks of exotic fish. Okay. And he goes, this is my other hobby. And he goes, like, these are all illegal. You can't buy them anywhere. But this is what I do besides fixing instruments. And you have to be a strange duck to do this stuff, I think. No one... I mean, look at you. You have all these reptiles. and You're insane. So it's like... Yeah. It's, it's just... It's not meant for the average person, which is why I think it's so intriguing to the average person. Because it's insane. It's a dumpster fire from the first five minutes, and then it gets worse and worse and worse. It's like uh, making a murderer. It was the same concept. It starts off so innocently, and within five minutes, you're, you're hooked. Or that other uh, one that was terrible uh, about the kittens. Like, it, it's, it's a hit because the story is such a mess. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. No, that, that is, that's, that's a fair point, actually. You don't really... You don't really think about it like that because, uh, like you say, <laughs> I've got loads of reptiles and I, I don't really give it second thought. But to someone, yeah, that might seem a bit strange actually thinking about it. Um, well, it, it depends on your point of view. You know, like you don't take it far. 
Like if you were then going to say, hey, I'm getting a boa constrictor, but I'm trading it for a python and I'm going into the shady alley to, to, to you know, yeah. give up a kidney to do that. Like you're, you're being responsible. You're taking good care of them and providing them a life. You're not like turning your house into a zoo. And like if you went missing... Uh, I'm not saying like you're gonna pull a Carol. I'm gonna pull a Carol Baskin, but like they would walk into your house and be like, "Oh, okay, he liked reptiles." Not like, "Oh my God, he has forty tigers." Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's true. I mean, um, I'll be honest. I have looked at, <laughs> have looked at a boa constrictor. Um, fine, but fine. I but like, like that's your thing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really quite on that yet. You know, the thing gets to eighteen feet in some cases, so. And also, you got to think of the animals and be like, well, having yep. an 18-foot boa constrictor in a tiny flat or a big flat or a any indoor yeah, any thing. any house, you, know? you shouldn't be having a, a boa constrictor. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. anyway, but I... I, I loved it, man. I loved it, and I think I'm going to watch it again. Because, listen, I ain't going anywhere for a long time, so I got time. But, I, I don't know, I <laughs> this whole thing is like... I, it's a nightmare and a dream too because you oh i could watch anything i want and then i just go back and watch the same things that i liked yeah. again or read a book i did so anyway but uh yeah tiger king was awesome i'm a huge fan of the insanity of it i'd watch it again in a heartbeat but what is your thoughts as a person not from oklahoma or the united states like what are your thoughts on that like coming from a, a different place in the world are you like oh he's just a dumb you know southern redneck or like is it how is it perceived by you guys do you know the whole i i, I he didn't come across as dumb to me he come across as quite shrewd and calculating okay um i actually kind of had to look at him and go do you know what he's got a multi-million pound business guy mm. um he clearly is successful he knows what he's doing he's kind of like the same thing with Trump, that people call him an idiot. And you go, well, he can't be that stupid, because look what he's actually done. Mm -hmm. um, and I, he, he was definitely elaborate. He definitely loved the camera. Um, I believe everyone who says, oh, yeah, Joe Exotic would say, people don't come there to see the Tigers, they come there to see me. Probably think mm -hmm. that's actually true. I um, mean, now it would be. Yeah. Now it would be. But that's that's over. But yeah, he's delusional. Yeah, he's uh, he is out of his mind though. I think. Um, yeah. But it's it's such an alien lifestyle to me, and I mean the fact that you know, and they had footage of him just popping off shots at people, going, "Oh, it's my brother-in-law." Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, I just that would terrify me." And they're just laughing about it. But I'm like, that would literally terrify me. <laughs> if someone was doing that, I don't know about you. Um, you know, you're not you're not really in the the gun area of the no. states, are you? It's not like you go. No, I, I've lived in one, but no, it's it's you know when you see that you're like, oh okay, I'm gonna leave now. Bye. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, that, that, thanks, but that, no thanks. That would make me very very nervy to be around. Yeah. Um, and I think if someone actually fired one at me, I'd probably like I wouldn't be going back. Oh, of course not. Um, yeah, yeah, but everyone, everyone just seems like, oh, no, it's fine. Uh, which tells me that, you know, it's normalized over there. But it, it was, it was a, an interesting slice into a small piece of culture I am not familiar with. And I... It was like a car crash. You just couldn't turn away from watching it. Very good. You really, well, really enough couldn't. about Carol Baskin. And let's... Uh, move on to uh something you you have strong thoughts about and uh 
I I saw it and showed it to you guys, and uh, your immediate reaction was that of, uh, I don't know, living next to Joe Exotic. It was pure horror. So um, we are talking indeed about the PS5 controller. Yes, so we I, are. Uh, it's not huge news, but it's the only news we have from uh, PS5. So go ahead and take it away. Thoughts, well, please. yeah, like it's now dubbed DualSense, which is uh, replacing the DualShock, which has survived four different iterations. Uh, I just want to quickly go through different changes. So, here's what the, happened to the PlayStation controller. The PlayStation controller came out with the PS1, or PlayStation, um, back when it launched in 1990, I want to say 1997, I believe. Anyway, they added something in called the DualShock. No, I think it may have been 95, actually. No, 96, 96, I think. No, I don't know. Mike, look it up. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think maybe 94, it's 94. Oh my god, no one cares, just to go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, and then they, then they introduced the Dual Shock, and what the Dual Shock did is it added uh, analog sticks and vibrations, and it was basically a wired controller. This is it was before, 97. What, the PlayStation came out? No, the Dual, Dual Shock. Yeah, okay, so that's three years after launch. Um, yeah, so this is uh, the DualShock analog sticks. You know, no one had ever actually done them before. Joysticks had been around, uh, but these were the PlayStation answer to a Nintendo controller. Nintendo had the N64 controller at the time, which is one of the worst controllers they've made. But that's for a different podcast. Um, and then they went on to the DualShock 2. DualShock 2, which came out with a PlayStation 2, had pressure-sensitive directional buttons. Uh, the input buttons were pressure-sensitive as well. Before they were just digital, you know, it's either on or off, on or off. They became pressure sensitive. The DualShock 3 became, with the PlayStation 3, uh, had motion sensing in it. It had USB and it was Bluetooth. They got rid of the wires. For some bizarre reason, they went back to digital controllers. Strange. Then we had the DualShock 4. Now, the DualShock 4, with the PlayStation 4, that's where they made the big changes. You had the 6 axis, which could sense where you are in time and space. You had analog triggers that would, you know, sense how hard you're pulling them down. You had a built-in touchpad, USB, micro USB. You had a headphone jack in there, and you had the light sensor bar for everything PlayStation decided to do. Now, with the DualSense 5, which is their new controller, I'll be honest, I've looked at the tech specs of it, and apart from the inbuilt microphone, I think this is just DualShock 4 in a different coat um okay. they don't seem to have made any massive changes with the controller they've just called it something else um they've made the buttons very low profile they've stripped any color out of the buttons which i think is a bit of a mistake uh i'm not sure i like the color scheme the controller looks nice it looks it reminds me of what i'm holding in front of me at the moment actually looks like a switch pro controller which is a great controller and I'd recommend this controller if you've got a PC mm. I'd say get a Switch Pro controller they are amazing uh, it looks like one of them PlayStationed up but I think it's essentially a DualShock 4 uh, it does look very shiny and new tech by new tech I mean you know it's a very plasticky it's got a very um, I mean I've seen the memes comparing to Stormtrooper and you know what? That's not actually a bad comparison. 
because there is something very stormtrooper about it. Um, it's the color scheme. I think it's just the white black with a little blue accent on it. It's excellent. The light bars be changed. That thing is just hideous on the other one. But I don't think it's actually that different at all from the dual uh, the dual shock four. I really don't. Um, it looks nice. I think it was literally whipped up to get people excited. Now I remember when the PlayStation 3 came out, you had the banana controller, which was the prototype controller. Do you remember this? Mm, kind of. It was I mean, really long. It looked like an actual boomerang, but it actually looked more like a banana folded on its side. Uh, I'd recommend you do it now. Type PlayStation banana controller. You'll see what I mean. This was the controller they wanted to release with the PlayStation 3. And this is PlayStation trying to depart. They had such a bad backlash from this. They immediately withdrew the controller and said that wasn't the final design. We're still working on it. And they gave us the DualSense th DualShock 3. Uh, PlayStation have not actually done this this time. It's been a bit of a, I'd say, warm reception to it. I'd say it's probably been better received than I expected. Um, but I think this is what we're going to get. I think this is PlayStation saying, no, no, we are definitely updating our controller now. The old design is uh, gone. This is what we're focusing on. And it looks like what they've done is they've looked at their competitors' controllers, as in the PlayStation um, 4 DualShock, and they've combined it with an Xbox One Pro controller, and... They've <laughs> Mike's just sent me a rather amusing picture. Uh, <laughs> and the Switch Pro controller. I think that's what they've done, is they've just done the best of both worlds, combined them, bang, done, here is your new controller for the PlayStation 5. And the other thing now, does this suggest the PlayStation 5, Mike, are we gonna be seeing a PlayStation 5? Is it gonna be white and black? What do you think? I'd be down with that. I mean I'm a I, I'm a big fan of it, to be honest. I mean I love it. Looks like first off, it looks like an Apple product to me, which yes. is fine. It looks yes, sleek. It does. Um, I, my number one thing is I I don't I don't know enough about that. I know that I've played every single console that I could have. What comes down to me is are my hands going to get cramped after thirty minutes or three hours of playing? Like in this one, I don't know about. I do like how the sides of it are thinner. Um, and like, it looks like there's going to be a good curvature that it fits into your palms without it being cramped. Like when I play the Switch, um, after 20 minutes, my hand goes into like spasms. I just can't do that, you know? And that's just using the Switch as a Switch, not using a controller. But like uh, the PS4, same thing. Like that controller destroyed my hands for many games. So um, I, I hope for a couple of things. I hope that it's comfortable and it, I can play games for a long time. My only gripe with it right now is something that no one's addressed. You did, um, but the sites have not even spoken about it. When you look at the picture, the um, rectangle, the rectangle, the, the buttons with all, you know, triangle, circle, mm -hmm. uh, look flush and so does the D-pad, which really scares me. Um, yes, yeah. I also didn't notice that until you said it, that they removed the colors from it, which have been iconic since yep. PlayStation 1. I don't like that at all, um, but I can get over it. But if those con um, buttons are flush, I'm probably going to return it, to be honest, because that goes towards the Steam controller where everything was flat. And yeah. You, you, you need it. I need 
I'm not saying what you need, but I need tactile feedback of knowing what that I'm press, pressing a button. Yeah, you, you do. Know, I, you, you need to have that, I don't need to look at my controller to use it. Yes, yeah, that's just like I don't need to look at my feet when I walk, you know? So th that, I really hope, is answered soon, um, or I don't know, because that would really mess me up. Just Even if they were flush, you'd still have to push down and you wouldn't feel the, the real groove. I, I don't know, they're... If that's the case, they're taking a huge risk uh, over every other controller they had. But my initial in thoughts are I like it a lot. It looks futuristic, which is what I want out of a new uh, console. It has a headphone jack. Great. Um, but um, cool. You know, I just hope it feels good. That's my last thought. Yeah, um, I think it's a wise move making the DualShock 4 compatible with the PS5 because I think they are expecting a bit of backlash and I imagine they are going to say well if you don't like that you can use your old controller it's fine we don't care just and they keep emphasizing the word play all the time it's always yeah. always about play which you know that's how it should be anyway um, well, the, the controller, uh, I saw it lying down. They are not completely flush. They are a little elevated, but it's very, very l close to being flush. So I don't know how I feel about yeah, that. I'm Maybe it'll touch feel better. Touch uh, we'll stuff. see. Well, yeah, they're, they're horrendous. They're absolutely... Like, how many games actually use the trackpad on PS4? Like, none. Like, one or two, uh, Uncharted, and it was useless. So um, I think... I don't know. It, maybe it'll get more use, but I th find that to be more of a hindrance than a positive because your hand is already set for that, and then you have to dislocate your thumb in order to hit the goddamn touchpad in the middle. It's like it, it's not meant to be useful, I don't think. So just leave well, it out. This is the thing, isn't it? It's um, they love these new gimmicks in there, but at the end of the day, people don't care about gimmicks. They just want a controller yeah i don't know when controllers turned into the cars uh, like the maseratis of uh, you know systems like just give us something that works and that's comfortable mm -hmm. comfort is number one and all my friends can attest to this i don't care how i look as long as i'm comfortable you know like yeah. uh, uh, if i'm playing a game if i'm playing a skyrim for 100 hours and your controller is not comfortable i'm gonna find it on another platform yeah. i'm gonna find another controller so i don't know they, they, they all have their quirks. I think we can both agree that every console has its quirks with controllers. Yeah, but, of course uh, it does. It's fine. Whatever. I think it's cool. I like the look of it. Um, and it didn't deter me from buying a PS5. So at least that. <laughs> well, that, that's that's one thing, I guess. Uh, I think everyone, I think everyone's going to be buying a PS5 anyway. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. You know, PlayStation. Uh, they, they are the alternative to. Those Xbox guys who haven't changed their controller in years, um, there's just there's just nothing from them, is there? They, they just don't change anything. Um, no. And even the controller they've like, oh, this is the new Xbox controller. Uh, it looks like, literally, like what I did with my recent Xbox controller. I got a kit and converted it into a Elite controller. Um, that that eight-way directional D-pad thing is awful anyway. Um, I can't recommend it. Yeah, yeah the Elite Controller's uh, new gimmicky D-pad, it's, it's terrible. Um, mm. And I don't think it's right that they add it onto the Elite Controller. Uh, and I don't think it's going to suit the Xbox Series X controller. 
But you know, Xbox are just playing it safe. And do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be the guy to say this right. I actually think Xbox, um, they just seem irrelevant now. Like that, they're a, I know they're a gaming platform, but um, they they do just seem to be not trying. Well, that's been the case for the past three years. They're riding on what they had, and there's nothing innovative coming out. So, too early to tell, unfortunately, because they haven't released anything. But with at least we got a controller from PlayStation. But PlayStation is making up for lost time because they lost the other console war. Uh, so it's uh, they came back in the end, but now they're they're jumping the gate, which I think is the smart move. But I, I've lost a lot of faith in Microsoft, a lot of faith, and I was an Xbox fanboy for a long time. But uh, remember, they have yeah. not done. They haven't done anything. I haven't turned on my Xbox for a very long time, and it's just sad. It's sad, but that could be me. Maybe others feel very strongly. I know my friends are all playing Call of Duty every minute of every day on Xbox, and they love it. So um, I'm over it, to be honest. Like uh, I'm looking for, I don't know, unique experiences or things that fit into the boxes that get ch checked off for me. So whatever. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, I think the controller is a plus. I'd like to see what Microsoft does with their controller. Are they going to stay the course? Are they going to do something absolutely crazy? Probably not. But with we are now in April. Time is ticking, man. Time is ticking. And um, here's the thing. We ain't got nothing but time. Put out something. You know, get the hype ready. Now is a perfect time to build hype because we're all on our computers. We're all looking at for stuff to do. Well, how do you put out hate? Yeah. Let's, let's go on to uh, quickly the... The, the king of weird controllers, Nintendo, right? And Nintendo uh -huh. do not give a crap whether people think their controller's weird or whatever. They're just like, well, this is the controller. Yeah, they're doing their own thing. Uh, mm -hmm. And people seem to, they seem to go along with that. They seem to, you know, they, they get no on that vibe. Um, no one ever gives them them crap about stuff and goes, oh, your controller doesn't work, it's weird. Uh, so, I do. Yeah, you do, but you know you're you, you've had beef with Nintendo for years. Um, True. Mike's the original Sega versus Nintendo war child. He said, ah, "Yeah, Sega, we lost the war, but we'll keep on fighting." Kind of guy. I actually think. Very true. I actually think if Sega announced a new console tomorrow, Mike would just go and start queuing to get it. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's a no-brainer, but... Uh, <laughs> Alright, I'm going to say something really mean, but... It, it, well, of course, it's Nintendo. I expect Nintendo to give me garbage. I expect their <laughs> controller to be a rotten pile of garbage. Yeah, okay? that's fair. I'm sorry. Like, I don't expect them to put effort into, into anything, honestly. I don't know. It's like... Their hit game is about doing nothing on an island. Yeah, it's good. Okay? Though, like, <laughs> so... Spoiler. <laughs> well, Come on, man. So, I, I don't know. I have no faith in, in Nintendo. And they don't... I don't know. Like, in my brain now, uh, Microsoft has fallen to Nintendo. And, like, Nintendo has taken the spot of Microsoft yeah. in the big two. I must admit, right, you want to use a good controller, use their Switch Pro controller. Best controller I've ever used. Yeah, but you say that every, like, year or so about a new controller. Yeah, so. that's true. That is true. Um, <laughs> okay, moving on. Speaking... Yeah, yeah go ahead. speaking of not using a controller, uh, I'm going to re review Doom Eternal, which I played on PC. Now, Glenn, let me ask you, do you have moments in your life where you are just so infuriated and your head is just spinning that y y you can't even focus? Has that happened to you? Every time. Every day I think I have a, a touch of this. Okay. 
Well, imagine playing a game like that for 16 hours. All right. Um, Doom Eternal is uh, what I think an upgrade and a downgrade from Doom 2016. And it is... Okay, let's get this straight. It is Doom. It is just Doom, okay? Um, it looks beautiful, all right? The soundtrack by Mick Gordon. I have been waiting every day since I beat this game for him to drop it, and it's not happening. The soundtrack is absolutely incredible, and it... Uh, there are crescendos when you are in battle. There are decrescendos when you're out of battle. It is timed beautifully. It is scored exquisitely. Yeah, I cannot wait to own that and listen to that on repeat. As for the game, I played the first three or four levels, really enjoying it. They throw you right into this game. And, and none of this pistol garbage. Here's a shotgun. Here's what you need. Go. Okay? Um, and it was phenomenal for the first four levels. Then I spoke to my friend who is a Doom aficionado. He uh, mods them. He's been playing them for years. And he said, man, this game is really deep. And I'm going, shut up. It's, it's Doom. And he made a good point. So in this game, um, there's a lot of strategy. And that strategy needs to take place within the span of a millisecond. So you have different... Um, you have to get health. And by getting health, you need to do glory kills, which okay. means recently killing something. That's your way to get health, okay? To get <sighs> ammo, you'll have to use the chainsaw and chain someone out. Or to, to get um, shields, you're going to have to do something else, which I forget because I've blocked it out of my memory. So there are three distinct ways that you will stay alive in this game, and they make it very clear. So you have to prioritize the enemies that you are attacking and the ways that you are attacking enemies to make sure that you are constantly alive, and the game does not make that easy. The variety of enemies is astounding, and there is one or two that when you see them, you just go, I'm going to die. Oh, God. Okay, so um, once I realized that there were, you were in control of this game more than you thought, and like you could play it and really make sure you stayed alive barely and get through, that was the thrill of it. But in terms of the intensity... I would say if you are not okay with being stressed for prolonged amounts of time, do not play this game. I spoke with my Doom uh, aficionado friend and I co coined it. This was a marathon of hatred. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was, there was one level in particular I played for possibly, I don't know, 50, 60 times because I started out with no health. It was against two boss battles. And it, it, after you're done with one boss battle, you have another followed by another file, followed by another. And it is just stress, man. It is so much stress. But it's like Dark Souls. Once you have beaten those bosses, the sense of relief is just astounding, okay? It was beautifully done, staggering the amount of frustration that you have and giving you just enough to feel like, okay, one more try. And that was me after the 30th try with this level. I'm saying, all right, I can do this. And like, I, you you, you uh, amp yourself up just like a football player going to the Super Bowl, just screaming, going, I can do this, I can do this. And then, you know, you get so close and then one little monster like hits you and you're like, ah, oh, that was BS. But um, it's a game of just raw emotion and power and frustration. Um, now, let's talk about the thing that really bothered me, which was platforming. As you know, Glenn, I hate platforming in every sense. Doom, uh, this Doom iteration of it, had just periods of platforming for no apparent reason. Complete levels where you were just doing these stupid jumping tasks where you had to float in midair, you had to move stuff, you had to teleport from here to there, hold on to a wall, do a backflip... And for what? Just to get from A to B. 
I mean, it looked beautiful, but that in itself was a cause of stress because if you missed one jump out of 50, then you had to go back to the beginning. And yes, I get it. Mario's done it. Everyone's done it. But this was just not... That's not Doom. Just like the storyline to Doom, no one cares about because you're there, like the storyline to Call of Duty. You're there to kill things. At least I'm there to kill things. The story was wonderful if you had the time to read it. I didn't care. I wanted to get through it. I wanted to like just fight things. So the story was fine. You, you have to shut down these three priests that are going to blow up the world, uh, Earth. Fine. No one cares about that. But overall, um, it, it helped with the frustration that if you lost the boss battles uh, a bunch of times, they would give you this energy shield and you were basically like, you couldn't be hurt that much. I, I'm a wimp, I took it and I beat the game and I was happy with it. So basically it's it was a well worth the $60. I've never been that frustrated in the past two, three years. I've never gotten such an emotion out of a game in a very long time and um, I, I stood watching the credits and applauding all these people for being able to deliver such a moving emotional experience. Regardless that it was negative for the majority of the time, it was such a moving experience. And I know now that I finished it, I will never, ever play that game again. <laughs> and I know that in a future Doom, when they will put it out, I will have to set aside time and say, you know what, this is going to be an experience. And I'm going to have to just not want to rage quit every five seconds. Or I, I could just get better. But was it worth $60? Absolutely. But would I be willing to pay $60 again in the future to, to relive that marathon of hatred? Yeah, probably. And um, after I beat that gun, I found some serene feeling in my body as if a, a huge, not burden, but weight had been li lifted. And I said, I need a really, really chill game. And I watched about 10 YouTube videos on this game about animals and crossings. And I found a gift card <laughs> and I spent the money after yeah. saying, you know what? I got nothing to lose. This is going to be a free game. And I purchased Animal Crossing because the, the amount of stress from the previous game, I needed something to just chill. And what I've heard, what you've told me was, hey, Mike, this is a really chill game. And I said, okay. So I bought it, and I've been playing it ever since, and I love it. Which brings us to Animal Crossing. So, yeah, which uh, <sighs> I'm still in a bit of disbelief that you actually like it. Uh, well, as you can see, I now have good reason to. Um, it, the timing of it is right. Um, I named my island Chill. That's mm -hmm. it, because that is what I want to associate with this game. I want to s just turn it on get my, the usual BS done and just relax. And what better setting on an island? I think it, it came out at the perfect time for me as a person, probably for the whole world, because yeah, we have the time to play this. I think, I think but um, you could not have a better time game than this. It's mindlessness. And that's what I needed after that. And like, I love this. I love just sitting chilling. I'm not big into the game. I just use it to relax. I don't care about the, uh, the turnip rates or uh, uh, level or uh, time hopping. I don't. I'm just. I just pick it up so I can play. Mm -hmm. I can chop down some trees. I can make a bed. I can listen to a record. Whatever. It's to take me out of the real world to a chill, alternative world. So, thoughts about Animal Crossing? I've talked enough. <laughs> 
Uh, I think it is the perfect game to play in a pandemic. Okay, why uh, is that? Because it it's, it's so takes you so out of the reality of the, the harsh world that's happening out there. And it puts you into this fuzzy world that's like being wrapped up in a blanket. Um, and mm. it's, it's the perfect distraction. I play it every day. Uh, I go on my little island, which I've called Gorenshima. Um, and I go and hang out. I go and do most of the tasks. Uh, I keep discovering strange little things that are just nice little details they put in there. Um, and you know, it's silly things like the fact that you've got. I quite like the fact that they put details in the characters where, like, you've got Bladders who runs the museum. He's the local. Basically, local. What is he? Uh, paleontologist, I guess. Say. Historian. Yeah, that's a better word. Um, and you know, he hates insects, absolutely despises them. And it's like, you didn't actually need to put that in there, but it's just that nice little touch in there that makes you feel like, oh, okay, that, that's your thing, is you've got a little bit of character to you, where it's not too much. Uh, yeah, I think for relaxation, I think there's enough to do. And it's, but if someone said, what is this game actually about? I couldn't actually describe it to you. Um, I couldn't well, say. I could. It's, it's about creating your own universe. Yeah, it's... It, it, imagine The Sims, but um, it's a more direct way of doing it. I think it's, uh, I don't know, it's peaceful. When's the last time you just played a game to play a game? And that's a, it's a no man's sky, which I hate. But this is better because you actually, there's a point to it. You yeah. know, they give you directions. They tell you, but. Um, but it's like, it's crazy. It's, it's like, uh, you know, I texting, we've been sending each other mail and gifts. And everything has real-world value to it. Yeah. That's the crazy thing is, uh, you know, I send you a shirt, but there's no saying that anyone else will ever get that shirt. Or if they did, there's probably only a few hundreds in circulation or things like that. It's not like the, every game has the same content, so it's all very different, some of it. You know, you've got stuff going on in your game I might not even ever see in mine. Um well, that's why I think it's that's why it strikes a chord for me. Like it's personal, and the friend of our show, Kelly, you know, she I like her mentality a lot. She's like, no, I don't want anyone coming to my island. I'm doing this by myself, and I respect that, and I like that because that's how I feel too. I like this is for me, you know. This is my island. You want to come visit? Sure, especially you, Glenn. You're always welcome. But like. I, I don't want to go across the world and trade for exotic furs and become Joe Exotic on the island of chill. No thanks. Like, I, I just want to be self-sustained and create this little island of heaven. And at the end of it, I can say, you know what? I did that. That's cool. And again, I, I don't know how long this will last, especially for me, but like uh, playing it day every day. It's become part of a ritual. Is it work, though, is the question. And I think the game, and correct me if I'm wrong, does a really great job of making sure that it doesn't feel like work unless you want it to. Yeah, it's because it's done in real time, that's why. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I just recently paid back my loan to the Nook Man, whatever, Tom, Tom Nook. Nook. Yeah. You know, and the second I did that, it's like, you want an expansion for your house? I'm like, no. I'm going to wait a few days and, like, enjoy my house and not be in debt. Yeah. So, it's... It, it's, And I'm not in a rush. Today ends the last day of the bunny egg hunt garbage. Yep. I have so many eggs, Len, and I need your advice on this. And I know this is boring for listeners, but um, I have, like, 100 eggs. Should I just make all the stuff and sell it? 
Or like, will I always be able to have these eggs? Or like, uh, how does that work? They'll be they'll be back next year. If that makes you feel better. So, but like, will the crafting stuff go oh, away? No, the crafting stuff will still be there. Okay, cool. Then I'm just gonna hold on to all but those eggs. This, I mean, this is crazy. The level of details in this game, right? Like, mm. you've got certain breeds of fish that only appear during a certain time, or only in a certain condition of a river. You know, the fact you've got you've got species on your your island, I'm not going to see on mine because it's not geared up that way. Well, yeah, it's it's, and I understand. This is like a Pokemon's person's like dream because you can catch them all. And but like, I'm not going to go there and look at the species of fish. Realize that I have to get up at three a.m. to catch it between three and five a.m. Like, I don't care that much. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever care that much. But I think it's so cool that it exists for people that do. But this is for me is an outlet of just relaxation. Like that's it. Um, I'm not treating it as a game. I am enjoying doing the little quests here and there. Mm-hmm. But I am in no rush to experience everything. I see people online that have astounding works of art, and I go, I'll never do that. You know, like, I got a ladder the other day, and I'm like, man, that that's game-changing. That's great. But, like, I'm in no <laughs> rush. I am, I'm going to be playing this for a long time, taking my time. Um, and I think it's... I think it's I don't know why I like it. I, I guess besides the fact that it's it's chill and it's it's you know maybe after Doom and everything, but it, it, there's a certain charm to this damn game about these stupid animals that want to talk to you, and you just want to do right and like have a thriving metropolis on this little island. Yeah, so. I mean, I'll be honest. Um, could I recommend this game to many people? Not really. Uh, someone said to me, what's this game about? I'd be like, I don't know. Uh, but is it a good game? What's a game? That's the thing. No, um, no, no. See, I, I counter both of those. I can recommend this to anyone because it's how you pitch it. It's like, you want to live on an island? Yeah, okay. Do you like animals? Yeah, okay, here's the game. Yeah, That's it. I you know, so. it, it's 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 simple. It's not... It's, and, a lot of people think of it, oh, it's so in-depth, and I'm sure it is, but f- to me, the beauty of it is how stupid it is. You're on a stupid island with stupid animals, and you have to make a stupid living and make sure you don't die. Like, it's real life with animals, yeah. okay? It's it's a hit. It's a it's a recipe for success, but um, yeah, no, I can get it to the layman, like, how would you describe it? But it's I think it's, it's charming. It's damn yeah. charming, if you ask me. Yeah, I I, th- I think so. I think um, it's it's one of those things that. Um, what would be the best way of describing it? I suppose you are right. It's a it's a life simulator. Yeah. And I don't think, for me personally, when and if they release the game, because it, t- it takes eight years to f- release this, and I see why. Um, I would play another one, because the setting to me, is what sells the game. I don't want to do this in a city. I don't want to do this in a park. I don't want to do this anywhere. I want to do this on an island. Like, I want to be isolated. Yeah. Because we all are isolated right now, you know? Um, if they did it in a desert, I'd probably be down with that because that's cool. But, like, anything else, I don't know. It, it, the setting is right for the timing that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And it gives you hope that things will return back to normal at some point, at least for me. It's like, oh, look how charming this is here. And hopefully one day this will all return to it. So I think that's the message that I'm taking away from it. It's... A little beacon of hope, a lot of fun, and it kills time, which is what we're all doing right now. Yeah, I think so. 
I think um, it, it really is the perfect game at the perfect time. Uh, and I would recommend it. And I'd say, having played it for two weeks, I can definitely say it's a tea. How about you? Yeah, and it's definitely a tea, but take it from the guy that hates Nintendo. Okay? Seriously. Um, tea with 10 I, sugars. Yeah. This is like a tea with 10 sugars. I would totally recommend this, especially to people that wouldn't normally like this game mm -hmm. especially if you know nothing about it which is what i didn't know if what you've heard now sparks any interest of just chilling on an island and that's really all it is with a little bit of work every day and it's not really work it's interesting it's mindless pick it up Absolutely. okay you're gonna get more uh, what's your thing epa out of this than you will any other game yeah. I'm gonna play this for years. I have a feeling, unless my, unless it gets to be laborious, it's which the uh, I'm... second thing I do every day when I wake up is I pick this up and I check what's happening. Wow. Yeah. See, I wait until now, and what I, not to keep going, but the bottom line is I love playing at different times of the day. Mm -hmm. I love seeing my island change from day to night. Like it's just a beautiful thing, and it's, it's cool. It's cool. It has my definite stamp of approval for any game let alone a nintendo game i mean they've created a fan which is uh very hard to do with the skeptic here so yeah, damn right it is damn right it is okay so we shall wrap it up there um oh. and uh, i don't know what we're talking about next week but uh judging on the state of play everyone has got some big announcements coming up for video games because video games seem to be taking the brunt of the entertainment handle at the moment because they're the perfect thing to do indoors. But with that little thought in mind, I'm going to wrap this up. And I have been Glenn. I've been Mike. And we will talk to you next week. Take care, everyone. Stay, stay safe. And remember, stay indoors. Hello, hello.